Welcome to Breakthrough, the podcast that helps you to get unstuck, move forward, move on, and finally break through to that next level that you have been looking for. I'm Mickey Ruthman, transformational breakthrough coach, speaker, and author, and your host right here on the Breakthrough Podcast. So get ready to break the barriers and break the limitations, and let's dive right on into this week's episode of Breakthrough. Hello there, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast. So yes, another update from my side. If you don't know, I am in South Africa, and um, in South Africa right now, when depending on when you're listening to this episode, this is a time that is quite weird, not just for us, but for the whole world, because we are now in, oof, I think it's day 59 already, of lockdown due to the COVID-19 pandemic outbreak. So yeah, we're under very strict restrictions of where we can go, what we can do, what we're even allowed to buy. Um, and I'm sure that wherever you're finding yourself in the world right now, you possibly are under lockdown or you're not. But yeah, it's it's interesting times for all of us, right? So what I've found is especially now that most of us are by ourselves and we're home all the time is... You know, especially for me, um, I found that my head has got constant chatter, constant chatter going on. And that is why I decided that especially now is a good time to share another episode of the G Club with you guys. I'll explain now what G Club is. But this episode is all about that voice inside our heads. And we all have that little voice, guys. If you think you don't, do listen to this episode because we had such a good laugh at ourselves. And once we realized what the purpose of this voice really is and what it's telling us and just became more aware of the things that it's saying and it's always on it's always chatting so I really think you're going to enjoy this episode and it's going to help you at this time to not just become more consciously aware of that chatter in your head but to see how you can use that to your benefit and to your advantage for your growth and your evolution and your expansion and to really co-create the life that you want so that is this week's episode of Breakthrough. So just to tell you a little bit about G-Club, G-Club is one beautiful thing that was birthed out of the lockdown here in South Africa. And it is basically myself and three other ladies who are also on the growth journey and path. Um, and we, we call ourselves growth junkies. And uh, most of them are coaches as well. And we just found that by chatting about and hashing out certain topics, we always learn something from each other. And get takeaways from it and usually at the end of the episode all have a collective aha moment about the topic. So we decided to start recording some of our chats and including a community of people who are also growth junkies to join in on the chat because we can all always grow and learn from each other, right? So that is what G Club is. And if you want to come join the discussions, we have a weekly watch party where all of us join in and and to chat about a specific topic. I've left the link to G Club for you in the show notes, so do go check it out. The ladies who do this with me are Natalie Meager, Alda Lopez, and Mariette Foster. But I really hope you're going to enjoy this episode, guys. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode of Breakthrough, all about that little voice inside your head. Oh, wait, there's someone comes. Ah, mm. oh, 
Oh it's my Natty. gosh, I hope my brother doesn't start playing <laughs> his opera fire, music at full tilt while we're trying to record this. That would be so embarrassing. I hope I'm not the last one. I hate being embarrassed. Can you believe that I'm really the last one? Oh, I really need to. Oh my gosh, the most embarrassing ever when I was in the band. And I asked that lady in the car how long she was in that situation. Maybe I should go. No, 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 I'm not going to the first and it's bank, 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 bank. I haven't transferred. Oh, hello, everyone. Mickey, hi guys. There. Hey, how are you all doing? Good, good. Good. Under the quarantine, we're doing okay. Okay. Yeah, under the circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> Just okay for <laughs> <Well>, now. <laughs> okay, I think I've got us all on the screen. Hello, everyone. How are we doing today? How's Cape Town for us, us people in the Gauteng who are living vicariously through you guys? <laughs> so it was misty this morning, mm. um, very misty, but it was nice. Everyone was out on the streets jogging, walking their dogs. Um, it was so nice just to see people again and and be outside. Yeah, mm. can imagine. Did you guys also, I think it was last night at 7 o'clock, everyone had to go outside and make a noise or something? Yeah, we. I hear it from where I'm staying. I hear it every night. Um, but I think it's like certain suburbs who are vibey and who are have like a sense of community, they do it. So um, I'm in Takai and everyone goes into their driveway with their buvuzelas and uh, just general noise at seven o'clock. Yeah. Shouting? Nada. Nothing. Nothing. Like, I went out to the and I was like, crickets. <laughs> so... I decided to just blast the national anthem of my speakers to the whole neighborhood. Don't know if they enjoyed that, but <laughs> nobody else did. <laughs> they have a choice. Yeah, well, I'm not going to wait for them to get some uh, spirits. <laughs> but I have heard Cape Town's quite on the ball with that stuff. Yeah. So you haven't had the um, eight o'clock in the evening thing where everyone claps for the essential services? Not even once. Not even when they have actually asked us tonight, this time, whatever. Nobody in my neighborhood does it. It's very boring. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I clearly don't live in a very good neighborhood. <laughs> so you should start something tonight. Just go out like a crazy woman with a pot and a wooden spoon and just start banging in your complex. Um, you know, I mean, there's nothing to lose. They're going to kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we'll be, we'll be recording from somewhere in the open, open air. <laughs> You're find looking for a house for me. The crazy woman in our complex. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, on that note, uh, so yeah, this, this week's, this book, ladies, from my side, I don't know about you, how you felt, but mm. I was like, this is so relevant right now, especially with us being locked up in our houses the whole time. But, uh, what did you guys think? For me, it was very exciting. Uh, for me, I, I absolutely 
yeah, I, I just love this. I love this book and I love the message. Um, and, you know, speaking about the chatter that goes on in your head, um, I just remember a couple of years ago, I, I became aware of that and I became aware that I wasn't that chatter. And I promise you that was one of the <laughs> most amazing days of my life because I realized that I wasn't all that crazy stuff going on in my head. And I really love, it's quite a, um, it's quite a complex concept. If you've lived in your head your whole life, um, you're so identified with that role that you believe it is who you are. And I love the way that he can take something so complicated um, and so abstract and then just explain it in a way that is like so basic and to demonstrate a lot with examples. Like I love interactive stuff. So when he asks you to do something and then you do it and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. So that's, um, it was a lot of fun, yeah. When he, when he um, before he does that, you think like, oh, I don't know what he talks about. And when he actually takes you through the exercises and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, now I realize it. So it's like, you actually are aware of it, but you just don't pay attention to it. What mm -hmm. stood out for me about the book was where he said that, to before you can be honest with anybody you need to be completely honest with yourself and when i heard that i realized that is such it's, it's so true you know that a lot of times we we actually don't even take five minutes just to go and think what is it that we really want so now you try mm -hmm. to convince somebody else but you haven't even convinced yourself so yeah that was something that stood out for me quite a bit about the book so the whole concept for me of this of this of this whole book is it's quite it's a fairly new concept for me and and I've really struggled with it um, and I'm a little bit annoyed that through because I've been doing self development work for about four or five years and I'm so annoyed that I haven't come across this book before Mickey <laughs> it's a gem so, right <laughs> no um, and so I, I sort of started delving into this concept not long ago, like a few months ago, and I've really struggled with it. Like, because I keep thinking to myself, if I'm not my thoughts, then who am I actually? You know, it's like this huge aha moment, but then who am I? <laughs> um, and, and it's just, I just wish I'd found this book years ago, years ago. Yeah, but I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. What I loved about the book when I got hold of it for the first time is it's not a new concept to me, but it's the first person that I kind of found who was able to really explain it to me on a very practical level. Because, like, I've read a whole lot of stuff by Eckhart Tolle and a whole bunch of other people that you get the concept, but it was kind of still lost on me. Of okay, so I'm I'm not my thoughts. I have I'm the observer of the observer of the thoughts, and it, it just it freaked me out to try and understand it. But this book just really explained it on such a practical level, and I had such a good laugh. I don't know about you guys, but I had such a good laugh at myself because um, <laughs> the examples that he gives, you kind of go, uh huh. Um, I know there's like one one part where he goes, if you think you don't have a voice, just sit there and go, hello. And then I hear myself going, hello. <laughs> and then he goes, so just go, hello. <laughs> I'm like, hello. <laughs> it was quite funny to see. And, and what I realized, by the way, is um, when you're living alone, guys, that little voice is not just up here. It does come out here as well. Because I am, when you're living on your own, you're, you're talking to yourself. 
that you're, you're narrating stuff to yourself. Like I've found myself after uh, listening to chapter one this week, like I'll be busy in my house and I, I can hear it for the first time. I am aware of that little voice and it actually coming out my mouth as well. Cause I'll literally walk around my house and be like, oh, what the hell are you doing? Come now, Ritman. What the, just, what the heck, you know, like, oh shit, you should be, what are you doing in here? Why are you doing this? Like constantly chatting to myself, which I think my neighbors would probably think I'm nuts, but yeah, it was, it was funny for me because here's the thing. We all have it. And you know, I think that if this was, as I think he says it in the book as well, if this was real people on the outside doing what's going on in here, we'd think that they are neurotic. But every single one of us has that little voice going, yada, 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 the whole time up there, right? Absolutely. You know, um, I did read a book by Eckhart Tolle. It was... Um, a new earth and i know in one one of the chapters he's explaining about this um like this really old eccentric woman um who just incessantly talks to herself like under her breath she just mutters the whole time and everyone thinks she's stark raving mad and um it occurred to him the moment that he awoke to that voice within himself that the only difference between us and somebody like that woman who mumbles to herself all the time is that she does it outwardly and we do it inwardly but it's the same thing we are as if you want to say crazy or neurotic or paranoid or whatever as that woman it's just that it goes you nobody hears it so it's all it's all neatly like packed inside your head and then um yeah then we wonder why we're like irritable and frustrated and stuck and it yeah. never shuts up hey eh? like i've i've now been uh, really becoming aware of it since we we started listening to this book and i'm aware of the fact that it is never like even as i'm talking to you now this voice is busy saying something it just does not shut up it's <laughs> it's like this irritating little monkey on your shoulder that just the whole time the whole time absolutely nice is that um you know what are the tools and methodologies that we can use to shut it up that's what i'm interested to know now how do we shut this voice up and i think one of the ways is um through meditation or being present you know if you're in the present moment then you know it's sort of i want to know how can i extend that that pause between the voice how do i stay in like an hour where there's no voice oh, you're, you're so gonna love the next couple of chapters then because he does he goes into very practical ways but i think the premise that he what it comes down to is what he's trying to explain is don't judge the voice actually don't silence it because it serves a purpose um, and I think that's what startled me when I, when I found this book the first time was, um, I, you, let me just go back to something he explained that really solidified it for me. He says uh, in chapter one that if he had to put three things in front of me, let's say it's a cup um, and it's a pillow and it's a pair of glasses. And he had to say to me, which one of these three are you? I'm going to turn around and tell him I'm neither of them. I am the observer of these things. And that's the first time that I understood that, okay, but wait a second, I cannot be the thoughts and observe the thought at the same time. Just like I cannot be the pair of glasses, but perceive the glasses or observe the glasses. I cannot, if, if I was this thought, 
then I cannot perceive it or I can't observe it kind of thing. So why is it that we can hear this voice? And that is really what, what made it click for me kind of, but when he goes further in, in chapter one, he starts explaining that this voice is not just talking, babbling on it. Yeah. It sounds like it's talking nonsense most of the time. Right. But it is actually narrating the world to you. It is, it's a protection mechanism almost that we have. And what I found so awesome about this is it's, it's kind of what I teach around limiting beliefs as well. I always tell people that whatever your beliefs are is exactly how you're going to experience this world because your brain will process everything you're seeing based on your beliefs. And that is exactly what's happening here is this little voice is keeping you safe by looking at the external, but then narrating that for you in a way that is based on your own beliefs and what you feel safe with. So it actually does serve a purpose. I think it's just when we are not consciously aware of it and listening to what chatter it is having, that we can actually use that as a catalyst for growth and healing and, and evolving. And for me as well, I think that's where affirmations can come in because that is actually the voice that you will train with the affirmations. And the sooner that you start doing that and the more positive thoughts that you put into your head, the more positive thoughts will come out. Because they say you have 77% of your thoughts is actually negative. Mm -hmm. So now if you're aware of it and you can actually go back and reprogram your mind to be a more powerful tool that is actually now instead of um, criticizing you, but actually now looking at what you're doing good, starting to compliment you and to see the positive things in life, then that is actually the way that you will start to change the way that you see life. So that just actually, that just actually stood out for me as well. This that now you understand where affirmations can come in as well. So what you're saying, Mariette, is that we must spin it around and use this voice to our benefit. You know, use yes. it to, to boost us and, and not, like you say, 77% of it is negative thoughts. So that, that's quite a nice, empowering thought, right? Yes, it absolutely is. And I, I think that, you know, it, we don't always think of it. Um, you know, like a lot of us will just say, you know what, I can't do it. And we won't think about it. So when we see it, we'll just think like I can't. But if we just can start to change it and say like, you know what, I might not do it right the first time, but I'm going to try it until I can do that. And now you'll see that, okay, let's say you've now finished something small, then you can go back and say, but wow, just look at me now. I've proven to myself I can do this little bit. So now what I'm going to do is just try it once more, just a little bit bigger and I think that can also just build your confidence a lot. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Elder, another interesting way to, to look at it, what worked for me um, is to think of the stuff that goes on in your head as um, if you can, if I can use an analogy of going to the theater and the, everything that's going on in your head is the actors and they're playing out this play for you. Right. Um, but you are watching the play. So you can't be the play. You're the audience. You can't mm. be in the play and be sitting in the seat and watching the play. Mm. And so that really worked for me. And then I have to say that although it was a relief for me to discover that that is not my true identity, 
I have to say what you said earlier, Elder, like really struck a chord with me. Then who am I? I realized at the age of this, I sort of awoke at the age of 35, 36, about seven years ago. And I thought, if I'm not the crap that is going on in here, who am I? What do I like? Who do I like? What do I like doing? What feeds my soul? What don't I like? And I literally had to... I had to ask myself, well, who do you want to be? Because if you're not that rubbish, you can be anything. What do you want to do? Like the, when you're not, when you don't have the confines of the mind, the world is your oyster. You can literally create any reality and any reaction to reality that you want to. But I know I've noticed that with the people who I have worked with, who have, have awoken and I've walked with them on their journey, there is a period of time where they are completely freaked out because now you're having an identity crisis at 30 something and it is bloody scary. It's like somebody ripping the, the rug out from under your feet. But if you've got somebody to walk through you, walk through it with you and say, look, this is normal. It's normal to feel freaked out. But the beauty is that you can create whatever life you want. You can create however you want to be in this world. I hated the way I was in the world. I hated it. And it's like chalk and cheese now. Like my default setting, although that never stops, the, the, the chatter, it never stops. I don't, um, I don't, give it an, a, a lot of attention. So although it never, um, it never stops, I would say my default setting has gone from one of anxiety and fear because I'm so identified with the thoughts and most of the time they're freaking scary to one of gratitude. Like, I don't know, like it's just, it's freedom and gratitude. So I think it's a, it's, it's not quite as simple as someone flicking a switch it, it is a process and it's quite a daunting process, but flip, is it liberating? I have to mm. say, like, just persevere with it. Mm. You know yeah, what? I, I think... must say, um, sorry, Mariette, go for it. No, sorry, Mickey. I must say, like, even with me, even with when we first heard about the um, lockdown and all of that, um, I was just actually really calm you know and it was like when when I drove to my parents I thought to myself you know what this is actually strange that although um, we're entering into a complete different world and everything is actually now in a position where everything will change I was so calm and I actually just realized that um, when I was doing Mickey's program you always must say that we must just actually believe that it doesn't matter what happens it will always turn out to be for the good so, and that is what, what I just constantly tell, tell myself. So even when, when I wake up today and I just don't feel like I'm, I'm going to work or whatever, then that's just something that I'll tell myself. So by now, my mind is so much just automatically going into that, that the moment when I feel stressed, it's like I just calm myself down with just thinking that thought of, you know what, even if it looks bad now, but it, it's going to turn out for the best for me. So it's just, and I think that has just actually helped me to realize that although everything is actually weird and in a crisis state, that I can feel calm and yeah, 
so yeah, that's. Hmm. So I'm just listening to what everyone had to say now, what's coming to mind for me now is none of us, until we go on this self-exploration journey, this getting to know who you really are kind of thing, uh, finding your true self, as we might call it, none of us are our true selves because we've had so many years from childhood right up to wherever you are now of limitations being put on you, the world around you dictating to you who you are, what you're capable of, um, what's acceptable, all of that stuff. And that is where our beliefs come in. And I think the, the beauty of this for me, what really comes to mind for me is the fact that that voice is actually something beautiful because we do have control over it. And how we control that is if this thing is narrating my world for me all of the time, based on what my current beliefs are, right? If I can then change my beliefs, then this thing's going to start speaking along those lines as well, which means, and I actually, I saw that on my journey because um, before my journey, I was a very, very negative person almost. I, I was always expecting the worst because bad things would always happen to me. Nothing would ever work out for me. Other people got the opportunities, not me, blah, blah, blah. That was like my story, my storyline that I had running. So even when something good would happen, it would take literally a second of happiness. And then that voice would come and go, uh, it's too good to be true. You know, this, does, this stuff doesn't happen to you. You just start waiting for the other shoe to drop. Watch the other shoe's going to drop. So that's how that voice used to speak. Versus now, as Mariette says, because my mind has now been trained and I've changed, I've really worked on those limiting beliefs. What's happening now almost on default is something will happen. My brain still goes to the old self who wants to say things like that, but almost in a split second, another voice comes in that goes, uh-uh, that's not what we believe anymore. And it tips over and it starts thinking the new way again. That's the narrative it then follows. And the best way I know how to explain that is if you take a rubber band, okay? If I had to sit here playing with a rubber band now, the more you stretch a rubber band, the more it stretches out, so the easier it becomes for it to stretch, right? But before you've stretched it a little bit, you're going to pull it like this. And when you let go, it's just going to snap right back. And our mind is exactly like that. Initially, You've got to stretch and stretch and stretch and stretch a bit for the new way you want to think and the new beliefs you want to have. Um, but at a stage, you will be able to let go without it snapping back because it is now kind of stretched out a bit. It's used to the stretching. And I think that's really what this is about is really just becoming very conscious of what is this voice saying? Because this voice is gold in terms of showing you what your beliefs are because it's narrating some of the limiting beliefs that you might not even be aware of when it comes to the world around you, to other people, to yourself, to money, to success, to whatever else it is narrating for you. And I think that is why it's important for us to be the observer of the voice and not think that that voice is us because when we observe, we can see it from the outside and that is when it's worth gold to us. I think oh, that's, that's really a nice nugget um, of information, Mickey, because so when I came on the call, my thought was, well, how do I stop this voice? But now we've worked our way and we've realized that you don't stop it. You, f you reverse engineer it, flip it on its head and use it to our advantage. So I've definitely learned something here today. Yeah, I don't just feed it good thoughts. 
Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't think anything that we have as humans was ever given to us to harm us. It's always meant to serve us. So that's why I always tell people with emotions as well, don't judge your emotions. They were given to us for a reason. Um, it's really just society that has told you that an emotion is a bad thing to have or to feel or to express. Right. And Alda, you're so right though, because you know, the way I think we're all brought up is, <laughs> like when I was listening to what Natalie said earlier on about the, the older lady and I thought to myself, you know what, seriously, if I had to see someone on the street who's doing that, you would, you'd think that absolutely crazy, but that is exactly what's going on in my head sometimes. And what I loved about what he said, I don't know if you guys laughed at this too, but he was saying that it's so funny how this voice can so easily change sides. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's first it's on this side of the conversation and then it goes, Okay, no, wait, wait, wait. You're actually right. No, it's like this. And then it just, it flips. It's just like, and it's like my best friend because it's always on my bloody side, no matter what I decide it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's quite funny to me. Yeah, it keeps flipping until it finds a nice little comfortable spot. <laughs> yeah, like this is where we like it kind of thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was very funny to me. Um, yeah. And important, I think an important thing is also just to like, for me, what really helped is to not take it so seriously, to not take what's going on in there so seriously, um, because that's what it thrives on is attention. So yes, acknowledge stuff. It's fine. Like it's doing, the mind is doing its job. It's problem solving. It's filing. It's telling you stories. It's labeling. It's judging. It's it's doing what it's supposed to do. When you know that you then have a choice of what you want to attach to or not. So I can literally have days where I think something crazy and I will almost say to myself, Oh my gosh, that was cooked. That was cooked. I'm not going there. And, and, and I send that off. Whereas beforehand, that thought would have got me sweating. Like it would have got my palms sweating and it would have got my heart racing. So to not take it that seriously. And then the other thing mixed that you were talking about, um, you know, everything is filtered through our beliefs and our beliefs are almost like a pair of glasses that we put on like a pair of specs. Um, and we perceive the world through those lenses and no two lenses are the same, like a fingerprint, like nobody's are the same. And what I had to do is realize with those beliefs from a little kid, um, what I've realized is every experience that we go through, um, especially the traumatic ones and, and the ones that impact us, the significant ones, I almost see it as what worked for my head to understand it was to, if you take a post-it, you know, a little sticky post-it and you write on there, okay, um, was molested as a child. Take that post-it and you stick it on you. Okay. Parents got divorced. Take that post-it and you stick it on you. Um, failed grade nine post-it, stick it on you. Anyway, so if you were to do this for all your years, by the time you're 40, you are walking around with so many labels on you, you are walking around like you can't even see the essence of who you are anymore because you are so covered in what has happened to you. And I think a big part of 
awakening is not about becoming anything new. It's about unbecoming everything that you're not to expose who you really are at your core. Because all those labels are not you. They are not your personality. They are not your identity. Those things happen to you. And they affect, they, they skew how we see life. And if we can unbecome those things, which is a process in itself, it's an unwrapping, it's a pulling those sticky, those little um, post-its off, pulling them off over the years, you pull them off. And underneath all that crap is this amazing, pure soul who can be anything, do anything that they want to. The opportunities are just endless. But it takes big balls to walk that process because undoing is also very painful. It can be very painful. But wow, worth worth the pain. The liberation is so worth the pain of not having to identify with all the stuff that happened to you. Um, so that's really helped me to believe that this process of awakening is not about me striving to become something better, something more, something to, to add to me. It's, it's not about that. It's about taking away everything I'm not to reveal who I really am at my core, the person that I was made to be. Mm. That's so true what you're saying, Natalie. And I think that's, you know, we also don't have to, we can be aware of the voice and the thoughts that's going on. But we don't have to run with every voice, we don't, with every thought that we have. We don't have to give it momentum in that moment. You can literally just observe it. And I remember the trick that I did, uh, I can't even remember where I heard it from, um, was to literally sit and, and you actually see like a little river in front of you. And the river has little leaves that are like floating on it. And you like notice the thought and it's almost like you take the thought and you put it on the leaf and you watch it just float away. And then you take the next thought and you take it and you put it on the next leaf and it just floats away. So you're literally just observing those thoughts and, and letting them pass versus sitting there and judging them or trying to figure them out or actually running with them. And this is so funny, actually, I can't remember how many of you have done my program, but I say this often to clients as well is <laughs> for me, the mind has two personalities. There's two main personalities that it has. The one is your drama queen. It's a drama queen. The other one is the egomaniac. So if you actually go look at some of these thoughts, you'll see it is either in the drama queen role right now, or it's in the egomaniac role right now. So it's either taking something that's yay small and literally blowing it up into something massive. Okay. Drama queen side, or it is judging something or telling you you're not good enough or you're the best and they are bad, um, which is ego side of things. So it's actually quite, it's, I think it's, very, it's like watching a comedy <laughs> when I'm watching my thoughts because I, I literally sit there and I go, mm, there's the drama queen, mm, there's the, the egomaniac. And that's the thing is to just observe them and let them go. We don't have to really put momentum behind every single thought that we have. We can just become aware of it. And I think what is also nice, what, um, what, what the, the book is saying is that, um, to realize that all the thoughts is something that somewhere you've actually heard that, but you don't need to accept that as the truth. 
you can take it as somebody's opinion because if you think about it, it's it's exactly what it is. Um, you you've maybe heard somebody saying that you you don't have a nice nose or your nose is big, and that would be one of the voices that you'll hear. Whereas, um, so for me, I think what is also something that we should learn is that if you hear something negative in your thoughts, you don't need to take that as that is the reality and the truth. You can actually understand it as somebody's opinion and you all, you can actually change it. Absolutely. So ladies, I see we're running out of time. Closing thoughts on um, this first chapter of the book. And uh, did you cheat like me, by the way, and move beyond chapter one? I did. (laughs) It's like you can't stop listening. Um, just closing thoughts if I could ask each of us just for one minute to quickly just what are your closing thoughts and advice to somebody else about this chatter in our head and so for me it's been such an enlightening session that we've had here today Um, this first chapter is it's like he says in the book if you can get this if you can get this concept this is your doorway into the depths of your soul and that's what we've unraveled here today Um, you know Natalie, from from where you said that the world is our oyster, the possibilities are endless, and and it's such a nice, um, empowering thought to know that that's that that's possible. And Mariette, you saying how we can reverse engineer these thoughts and flip them on their head, and and it's been, it's really so powerful. And I really wish that everyone could get this. Yeah, for me, um, I must say, uh, I realised that. We need to be honest with ourselves. We need to go and put down ourselves and really go and realize what is it that we really want. Um, not what society wants us to to actually feel something, but to really be what you want to be and to allow yourself to be the true version of you, to actually just be you. Mm. Me, I think a closing thought Sure, there's so much. And as you can tell, I'm so passionate about this subject um, because it saved my life, really. Um, I would say, if I could give a piece of advice, I would say just be conscious of what is deserving, what thoughts are deserving of your energy and your focus and which thoughts are just a pile of crap. Don't feel that you are obliged to attach to every thought, play it, play the whole story out and get yourself into a complete spin. Choose. There is a choice. You can choose what you want to focus your energy on, what you want to focus your attention on, um, and just practice doing that for a while. And that already in itself will just give you so much relief. Just knowing that you're not the slave you're actually in the driving seat. You can decide what you're going to attach to or not. You will not be dictated to by this chatterbox that is just incessantly trying to narrate everything. So, yeah, put yourself in the driver's seat. Love that. Love that. So um, I think my takeaway is very short. Um, this just reminded me again that, as with most things in life, is to observe, not absorb. Um, because very often I think we, we absorb the stuff that, like Mariette said as well, other people tell us about ourselves, about the world, about whatever, and it then becomes a belief, which brings me to my second um, 
takeaway that I want to leave people with. And that is that you can literally change your entire life if you're just willing to become aware of the thoughts you're having. Okay. That little voice, what is it narrating? And what is the belief that is attached to that and flipping those beliefs around? Because the entire world that we see is based on what our beliefs are at the end of the day. And um, in closing, I actually just want to see if I can blow your minds before we go, because this blew my mind a while back. And it, it's almost like very much the same as this concept. But I realized a while back um, that when you remember something that happened, let's say you had a conversation with someone or a fight or whatever. When you're thinking back to that conversation, what's interesting to me is you are not seeing or replaying that thing in your mind from your inside, looking through your eyes and seeing the other person. 99% of the time, the replay you're watching is from the outside, seeing both of you stand there having that interaction. <laughs> so that blew my mind. And when it comes to this, then who is having that experience? If you are able to remember that, but as the observer and not the participants, then yeah, that just blew my mind. So good luck to you. <laughs> just thought I'd blow your minds with that one as well. But this has been so awesome and so insightful, ladies. I really look forward to moving on to the next chapter of um, this amazing book. And just to invite everyone else who's watching with us, if you want to read this book with us and get involved in these discussions, uh, ask questions, stuff that you're getting stuck on that you're just not sure how it works, do click in the link in this post and come join us. Come have this discussion. This is really an amazing book. Yes, we're keeping it a secret. That is why we're not telling you what it's called. <laughs> so if you want to come join us on these calls, please do click on the link. Ladies, thank you so much. Have fun with the rest of this book. I can't wait. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Mickey. Thank you, everybody. Right, guys. So I hope that you really enjoyed that episode. We so enjoyed making it and having this chat and specifically that book that we are busy reading. So... You know, I don't know if you had these aha moments as we were talking, but while I was listening to this book, I became so painfully almost aware of that little voice inside my head and what it does and what it says and how it's narrating my world to me. And um, as you heard in the episode as well, we can really use that to our advantage because what it is saying is basically indicating to us, okay, but what are my beliefs about certain things? And one of the things that I really address in my Ultimate Life Transformation Program, which is my digital signature program, is your beliefs and your limiting beliefs specifically because that stuff is the stuff that's really holding us back from creating the lives that we want and really living at our highest possible potential and our highest possible selves. So do go check that out, guys. I've put the link to the Ultimate Life Transformation Program for you in the show notes as well. But take this week, just take this week to become a little bit more aware of that voice inside your head and what it's saying to you because it really changed my life to become a little bit more self-aware of that now that I know about it, right? So go test it for the week and maybe keep a journal. I started keeping a journal just of the stuff that I was thinking and then I'd go back to the journal and see, okay, what beliefs are tied to this? Why does this kind of thoughts, you know, these kind of thoughts come up for me or why is it 
narrating my world for me in this way because it helps me to then actually go and work on those things and grow uh, so that I can flip them around and they're no longer limiting beliefs for me. So do go try that for the week, guys. Become aware of that voice inside your head and what it's saying and really begin to consciously turn that around so that that voice can start speaking the stuff that you want to show up in your life and in your reality. Right. So if you enjoyed this episode and you had a couple of aha moments as well like we did, uh, do pop me a comment or a rating or a review on this podcast. I'd love to hear back from you as well. And um, if you'd like, you can even send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. All of those links are in the show notes for you guys as well. But do let me know what is going on in your head what are you realizing about that little voice inside your head i'd love to hear back from you guys and if there's someone you know that you feel would get some value from this episode as well do share the love and share this episode with them too so guys that is it for this week's episode of breakthrough um i hope you enjoyed that as much as i did and uh wherever you're finding yourself in the world right now i do hope that you are keeping safe and practicing self-care all the way through as well because that's really important especially at this time guys and um, yeah that is it for this week I look forward to seeing you right back here on the breakthrough podcast next week and as always I'm playing out just for the song that I love or enjoy or that has meaning to me and I do hope you're gonna enjoy that with me but until next time guys sending you much love and blessings Don't waste your time on me You're